Trigger warning, the Resilience Project provides an open space for people to share their personal experiences. Some content in this podcast may include topics that you may find difficult. The listener's discretion is advised. Hello, friends. Welcome to Radical Resilience, a weekly show where I, Blair Kaplan Venables, have inspirational conversations with people who have survived life's most challenging times. We all have the ability to be resilient and bounce forward from a difficult experience. And these conversations prove just that. Get ready to dive into these life-changing moments while strengthening your resilience muscle and getting raw and real. And here we are, another episode of Radical Resilience. And I'm honored because not only is this guest one of my best friends and my business partner, but she's also the co-host to Dissecting Success, which is a podcast Teresa Lambert and I started a year ago. Hi, Teresa. Hi. It's so Ooh. fun to be on a different pod with you. 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 I'm excited because... So Teresa and I have had this beautiful journey of friendship and it really like ramped up at the beginning of the pandemic. And I've really gotten to know you on a deeper level, on a business level, on a friendship level. And you have really been resilient. I've seen you just, you've took a seven figure business to eight figures you started a business in a pandemic, you made a huge pivot, and I just want you to share your story. So take it away, Teresa. Who are you and what is your story? Oh my God. I love it. I love it. Wow. Yeah. Whew. Two years, two years, you know, actually it's funny. It's um January 14th as we are recording this episode And on January 15th, 2020 was my last day as a hotel GM of a luxury boutique hotel. And I had been with the company at the time for roughly a decade, okay, an entire decade, 10 years. We did a lot of incredible things. When I left, um, we had the most beautiful celebration I got an incredible card for, from the owners, from the company. He called me a rock star. And it, there was just so much that went down over the time. It's hard to explain. And I was pumped and fired up to jump into my coaching business full time. And also decided at the time that um, I wanted to do some hotel management consulting and really help struggling properties around BC, around Canada, and eventually all over the US as well. Really turn the hotel business around, build incredible uh, properties that are award winning and also offer executive coaching um, for hospitality leaders and really help them elevate their leadership game. So this was the plan and it was a really good plan. (laughs) It was a really good plan. I took a little bit of time off to just decompress and then, yeah, on March 14th, which is the day I incorporated my business. Um, Everybody here in town closed their doors and all the guests left. And my plan really (laughs) went poof. And I, it was kind of, I feel like all of us were in shock. 
you know, around what was happening. And it was kind of like, is it going to stay? Is it going to be like SARS in 2003? Like, you know, is it, is there going to be a little bit of a wave, but that's, you know, that, a, that is it. And, you know, in hospitality, like, you know, we've, like I've been surrounded by people who've worked on cruise ships and have done all this other stuff, right? Like I'm very connected. So crazy things happen. So it, it kind of was a bit like, hmm, maybe it's just a few months, you know, and I can wing it. And then it became very clear very quickly that this wasn't going to go away fast and closures continue to happen. And obviously, you know, you're not going to be hiring a consultant to help you build your business that is literally shut. So it was a big, like it really threw me, like honestly, like it really threw me because I had a plan and then it just was gone. And I've always been, you know, resilient in the sense of um, like, finding creative solutions to problems in situations where it would have been easy to give up but this really like this really hit me differently and I feel like it was the combination of the world shutting me having this wonderful fabulous plan that went down the drain and also being new to being an entrepreneur and for the first time in years dealing with the fact that money wasn't just coming in every two weeks, you know? Mm-hmm. Wow. Thank you for sharing. You're amazing. Because you know what? That all happened as you and I developed a friendship and you took that time to write a book and you did it all with a huge ass smile. And, but I want to know, like, okay, so it's funny that you brought up the SARS thing. Like, I'll never forget me and my best friend, Heather, in 2003, were traveling. We were in grade 12 and we finished high school early because <laughs> we went to like this university-based high school and we went to France to meet my, our other best friend, Thea. And I remember traveling through all the airports with the masks and it being SARS. And so when this pandemic started, I was like, I bet you it's just being blown out of proportion because of the media and social media. Like that's a thing now we're in 2003, like, thank God social media didn't exist because I was up to shenanigans, but you know, social media obviously had a really big part in spreading information, both, you know, important and false, but it's interesting that you said that. So I want to know, you know, cause you just said that you thought maybe it's going to be like SARS and it will pass in a couple months, but here we are two years later. Was there a specific moment where you realized, oh shit, my plan isn't going to work? Like, do you have a moment that you remember that? I do actually. I was on a call with a mentor at the time, Bill Barron. And um, it, it was like, I was part of this challenge. Um, and we were on the call and he was taking questions and we were talking about the niche, like our niches for our business. And I came on and I literally, like I said it and I could feel myself tearing up because I knew that it was such a long shot and literally he said to me he's like it's time to pivot 
you're going to have to let this go for a while. Whoa. And I just, like, it was like a floodgate open. And I think this is where, like, it really hit me that what I thought I was going to do isn't going to be happening right now. And maybe down the road, it will, but not right now. And that was like, and to hear it from somebody who's very well known in the industry, who has built a very successful business, helping people close, (laughs) helping people make money in the online coaching space, get more clients, convert them for sales conversations. That was, that was a blow. (laughs) That was just like, I, yeah, I mean, even now, like I almost, it, it left me just gobsmacked and sad. Well, you had to grieve the life you thought you were going to have. Yeah. And like, how scary is that, right? You're someone who had a job for many, many years and you were finally taking the leap into full-time self-employment and the plans you had, and you're a planner, like you love your plans, like, which I love. I love that you love your plans because you help me stay organized. Like you plan and you color coordinate and you execute and you create formulas and you do it and it's successful. And that's how you got the boutique hotel from seven figures to eight figures. And you had this plan because you've done, you did it for other people. Why not do it for yourself? But everything that you had planned went out the window wow. Like, ugh, I, ugh. I mean, I'm, I'm accustomed to like shit hitting the fan and having to change plans, but I can't even imagine how scary that is because being an entrepreneur, like quitting your job and becoming a full-time self-employee employment employed, <laughs> it's very exciting, but it's scary because you, yes, you don't have that regular paycheck. So the pandemic happens, your business mentor basically says, mm, not going to happen, maybe pick another niche. And then what happened? What did you do? Well, I, I think the big thing that really hit me and it sort of had started to sink in already throughout like the pandemic happening was that this was the first time I didn't see a vision clearly for myself. You know, like you say, I have a plan and I do, but that plan's always been based on the vision and the vision went away. And that was weird because the vision was too detailed in the sense that it was based on things. And so what it really taught me was that I need to create a vision that's um, weatherproof. Okay. So I'm a crafty little person and I like to find problems to solutions, but not band-aids like solutions that are long lasting. And that's what, you know, plans change all the time in the hotel industry but it was always about how can we make it better not just now but how can we set ourselves up for success down the road and so I really started to connect with you know not just what I wanted in terms of what I wanted it to look like but really what I wanted it to feel like in my business and to go through building the business day after day and to be able to continue to pursue that even when the world shuts down even during a pandemic, and it started to become this position of strength. And I feel like that's often what happens, you know, when we hit the ground, or we get gobsmacked, or we get just stopped in our tracks. And we adjust and we pivot, we have this opportunity 
to really build a position of strength. And, and that's when I was like, okay, for just a second, think like, what do you really want? What do you want it to feel like? And so freedom for me is huge. Having space and time in my calendar is huge. And so I was like, well, I guess I'm going to have to pivot my business 100% virtually, which means I'll be able to work from anywhere. I'll be able to save time. I'll be able to free up stuff. I'm going to have more space. This can actually be really fun. And so what ended up happening is I was like, okay, well, I got to, I got to figure out how to do business 100% online because I know I'm exceptional at doing business in a brick and mortar environment. So how am I going to take what I know, translate it and learn how to do it in the online space? So I started to go into what I call sponge mode and sponge mode is basically just like absorbing everything that I possibly can. So, you know, I got mentorship and programs and courses and I literally was like, I am all in. Like I spent all of the money I had and more on getting the information that I felt I needed and the support that I felt I needed to help me actually move myself towards this vision that feels like I have the most freaking extra ordinary life that blows my socks off. That is like, is this actually my life kind of life where I have freedom and space and I can work from Costa Rica and like, you know, I can do all these really cool, fun things that leave just so much while serving my clients, while supporting my clients in their, you know, growing businesses, because that's ultimately what, when it came full circle, once I figured out how to build a business online for myself, I knew I wanted to teach others, coaches in the industry, other people in the industry, online service-based entrepreneurs, how to do the same. So you had to, you basically fully reinvented yourself. You were Teresa Lambert, the hotelier. Is that the word? Hotelier? Hotelier, yeah. So fancy, that word. So fancy. Now you're Teresa Lambert, an online business strategy coach. That's it. Whoa. And along the way, you've, you know, had to not only be a sponge, but like you've had to do a lot of trial and error. Like what works, what doesn't work? Because, you know, we've been on this journey together for a couple of years. Um, Started our podcast, Dissecting Success, created Velocity, which was a free masterclass and Momentum, which is a business accelerator. And it's been really interesting learning from you because we have such different paths to where we ended up today. And I admire you because it's not easy to build a business online, especially because you built a business online when the entire world was building a business online. The entire world did a pivot. And right now we're in like, is it the US or maybe it's globally, like the great resignation where you're ahead of it. Like you've already figured out what you love doing. Do you think with the world shifting and opening up, you're going to do some stuff with hotels? Like what, what does future Teresa have in store? Are you going to revive your old dreams or are those gone? You know, that's such a good question. And I think about that sometimes and I wonder, and 
you know, I think it would really have to be the right opportunity for me to actually do it because I love what I do now so much. And I found a way to combine the knowledge of the hotel industry, the knowledge that I've built over years and years in that industry and combine it with what we do online. And like, even just this morning, I delivered a training on offers and pricing. And I was talking about pricing and I was talking about my journey as a revenue manager and that I was literally in charge of making money, Um, like make the business, make more money. And so the way I am building my business now, the way I get to serve my clients, it lights me up so much. And I feel like this combination that I use and this ability to use what I used to do and strategies and tools and things that really worked well in the hotel industry, I found a way to translate that into what works in the online space. And it is a very, I find it's a unique way at looking at doing business online, but it it really made me realize certain things that we were doing in the hotel that really work brilliantly for the online space. So to answer your question, I love what I'm doing now. I want to do more of that. I really see myself serving thousands of entrepreneurs and online coaches globally moving forward and really helping helping them build their businesses because I also believe that we can do business in new ways and to see some of these people that are resigning, sorry, everyone out there, um, jumping at their dreams and making it happen. And this new economy that we're creating with these new jobs and this this more flexible lifestyle, I really feel like that that is something that needs to be like, that is something that it's just like, I am hyped up by it. And if anything, we need to start to figure out how we can translate that lifestyle, that experience into the workplace in hotels and into creating properties that are really so experience-based. So I have a passion for hotels. I always will. I love myself a good new concept. When I went to Costa Rica, I stayed in different properties because I wanted to experience um, two different ones because I really loved the concept that they had. And I feel like there's some really cool things that we could do. So if I would go into hotel management consulting, I think it would really be around helping people conceptualize some very unique new experience that will literally start to shift and change the way we, we operate hotels and we experience it as clients as customers coming. So that would be a fun thing to do. So if anybody's listening is ready to open a hotel and you want to get somebody in and do it really differently and you're open for some creative ideas, then give me a shout out and um, I could just be in for it. Amazing. Oh, so Shane and I briefly wanted to like start an Airbnb and we envisioned like renting, not renting, buying like old Volkswagen buses and like getting a property and like scattering them and turning them into accommodation. And we'd call it air cooled BNB, but that would be a lot of work. But if we do do that, you're hired. It would be very Instagrammable. And that's what I actually like. It's really cool watching you, watching you travel um, with, you know, your hotel sense and your knowledge and, uh, you know, picking, seeing where you pick to like stay and your feedback and all that. And it's really interesting. So if people are like, whoa, Teresa, you're awesome. We want to connect with you. How can people connect with you? 
Yeah. So best place to find me these days is my Instagram at Teresa Lambert coaching. That is by far where I hang out all the time. We also have a fun story. It's not the Teresa. It's Teresa Lambert coaching. And that she is the handle. Teresa, but it's just I am Teresa. the Teresa, but it is actually Teresa Lambert. Somebody called me Amber the other day because there was an Amber and Teresa Lambert. And I was like, who's Amber? <laughs> Anyways, that was hilarious. So at Teresa Lambert coaching, that is my Instagram handle. You can also get in touch with me through my website, which is Teresa Lambert coaching.com. There's a contact um, field super easy so you can track me down that way but if you want to connect if you want to hang out um and if you're on instagram then come hang there because that's where i'm at and not only does she hang there but she provides so much information like tips and tricks and she's awesome to watch she's really into reels so i I love to see what's up her sleeve sometimes we make reels together but you know as we wrap up this episode what advice do you have For those who are going through this huge career transition where they thought they were going to be doing one thing and maybe they're quitting what they thought was their dream job or they're starting an online business. What is that advice you have for those listening who are in this transition state? Be brave as fuck. Okay. (laughs) I hope it's okay that I'm swearing on your podcast. Um, Vidi, I feel like it takes a lot of bravery to stay committed to the path that you set out, you know, really focus on not just, you know, what you want to accomplish, but how you want to feel day to day and then make brave choices every single day and take brave actions every single day to help you get there. Be brave. Just put that like, like that is like the big thing, the brave investments, the brave choices, the brave actions, the, the brave moves, the brave conversations, like there is a lot that's going to be hitting you. But if you stay connected to to how you want to feel and where you're heading and, and keep that bravery with you, you're going to get there. Yes. Keep that bravery with you. Be brave. Be brave Be heart. Be brave a brave care bear with like the care bear stare and the, I don't know, is there a brave care bear? There must be, but just be brave, you know? And I think part of being brave is being vulnerable. And it's, you know, I, I like to think of bravery is really just vulnerability in disguise and it's, you did it beautifully. It's so important that we all are okay with that. It's okay to try something new, make mistakes, learn, be a sponge, just like Teresa. Thank you so much for coming on this episode of Radical Resilience. And thank you to everyone who just tuned in to be inspired by the one and only Teresa Lambert. That's a wrap for another episode of Radical Resilience. Do you feel inspired by this episode? You can subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast player and connect with us to join the conversation at IamResilient.info. Remember, it's okay to not be okay. And you, my friend, are resilient. Radical Resilience is a podcast created by The Resilience Project.